Yep. You know the vibes. Hashtags and hot takes podcast back in the building another week. Up in your ear holes, fucking with your mental. What's going on with you? What's good? This week, I'm by myself. Hey, ain't no party like a one man party because a one man party. Well, it's going to have to stop at some point. But, um, how are you guys doing? Yeah, I took a week off last week. You know, a lot of shit going on. Your nigga is back to work again, slaving for the man. Um, found out what was going on with my arm. My MRI came back. Nigga had a torn muscle in his elbow or whatever. According to the orthopedic surgeon, it's supposed to heal itself, but who knows? I don't know. We put our hands in these doctors. Or we put our lives in these doctors' hands, I should say. And what we don't realize is they could tell us anything and we kind of have to run with it. We don't have to run with it, but we do run with it. So when shit goes wrong or goes left, we we kind of have the finger to point at them, but then they have, like, all of this other shit to fall back on, like, you know, that uh, medical jargon and shit. But... Whatever, man. Um, I've 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 gone on record saying I understand why a lot of black people, men and women, don't trust um physicians, and it's not all physicians because I don't want to paint this picture like all physicians are uh bad people, or not even bad people like sociopaths. Like they don't give a fuck about your feelings. They just here for the dollar, and um, I get it. You know, as fucked up as it is, I get it. Because you're basically In some lights playing God Because You could tell a motherfucker like yo you got six weeks to live And a nigga out here Living his best or worst life Depending on the condition that he's in He or she But um Yeah man doctors Listen if you're a doctor out there and you're listening to this Please please do the best Thing possible for people I understand there are some people that come in there and they fake pains because they want to get meds. Um, that game has to stop people. Um, but who am I to tell somebody not to do drugs? I did drugs for a great point. But we're not here to talk about that. This is hashtags and hot takes. Um, I definitely got some hot takes coming up um, on y'all, on your head top. More hot take for your head top. Um, let's see where we at. Where we at? Uh, it's been an interesting week to say the least. Okay. Um, Tyler the Creator came out with one of the craziest funk flex freestyles I think hip hop has heard yet. But I don't think hip hop. No, let me let me take that back because hip hop has heard some crazy shit. Y'all niggas fella forget that we had uh, a fella by the name of Eminem. Y'all remember him? White guy, crazy motherfucker, killed his wife and or his ex-wife and his mother about eight times between the span of, I don't think, like 12 albums or something. I don't have the facts in front of me and I don't really care at this moment, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. Now, Eminem has always said some off-the-wall shit. D12, his group has always said some off-the-wall shit. So when Tyler, the creator, went on Flex and said that he was looking for hot butt sex... Everybody was up in the uproar like, oh, my God, did he really just say that? Yes, he did. And I'm going to break it down for you right now. Um, trolling is the new the new marketing tool. Now, the whole debate right now is, is he trolling or is he not trolling? I don't know. And quite frankly, don't really care. Um, I wish he would have trolled like Khaled. Like, that would have been dope if he would have went, like, trolling DJ Khaled on some old, you know, my album is better than yours and you're fucking butt hurt, you know, no pun intended. But he didn't, so what we got was him, you know, basically alleging that him and Flex would be out here looking for hot butt sex from roughnecks with buff necks. Some dumb shit he said. I don't know. Um, But everybody's, uh, like like, crazy about it. And my take is... That's hip hop for you, man. Like we 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 tend to forget that you know hip hop had these phases, right? It started where you know there was you know quote unquote the message of the poor and the disenfranchised when everybody was like uh, in the ghetto and like fucking pissy elevate all of that shit. Like you, we've always painted a picture for you, but 
I've always liked records or um, lyrics or songs from artists that say the most disrespectful shit that can make you uncomfortable. Like, I'm all about making people uncomfortable. As some of y'all know, like, if you're friends of mine, we've had conversations in public, you'd be like, what the fuck is Ant talking about? But I've always been one that likes these records that make people uncomfortable. Because, like, you should feel uncomfortable. And you, because my thing about being uncomfortable is it brings out the best in you, right? So if you're in an uncomfortable situation, you're going to do what? You're going to try to make the most out of it, right? Like fight or flight, more or less. Anxiety. What are you, what are you going to do in this moment? Are you going to sit there? You, most people are going to sit there and smile. Other people are going to fucking talk their way out of it. And a lot of people, uh, for some reason, I still do not understand why everybody is like uncomfortable with people talking about fucking if, if they like to, to fuck men or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's 2019. Like, do we really need to keep going on and on about uh, letting people know that you like the same sex? Like, nobody's ever been like, hey, I like the opposite sex. Like, hey, I'm straight. Let me announce it to the world. We've never had to do that. Why all of a sudden now do we have to, we feel the need? And I understand. Let me, let me, let me correct myself. I understand the need for people wanting to speak out and let people know where they stand in life. If that makes any sense, like where they stand, like what side of the the fence you're on. Because I feel like it's getting to a point where everybody's picking the side. Like, where do you stand? Left, right, up, down, start A. Um, Where do you stand? And it's going to come to a point where everybody's going to be so divided that we don't even know who's who anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like your family members are not going to really be your family members. And if we keep letting, um, these can't even think of the word right now, but let's say these, these labels, we keep letting these labels or these titles get in front of us. We're not going to have any identity. Like there's not going to be nothing unique. So with the title of the creative freestyle, um, I don't, I, I still don't, I don't know why everybody's in an uproar because, like I said, hip hop has always said some like off the wall shit. Like that's what it's built on. We we stand on that. This is what we do. Hip hop, rap is about fucking boasting and saying the most off the wall shit. Now it's not for everybody, and I get that. I get it. it ain't for everybody and everybody ain't going to like it, but let's not act like this is the first time that a rapper has come out and said some outlandish shit because it ain't, it really ain't. Like I said, Eminem talked about killing his mother and his ex-wife for fucking 12 albums. And when the first time we heard it, we was like, damn, that white boy is wild and everybody ate it up. Now, all of a sudden, Tyler, the creator, says it, and everybody's like, well, is he trolling? What difference does it fucking make? Was the shit dope? Did the nigga have bars? Was the, Did the lyrics connect? Is he sounding like Blueface? Because if he's sounding like Blueface, then we got a problem. Which, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. We can have that at a, a later date, I guess. Or maybe we can have it now. I mean, it's just me here by myself, so. I don't really have nobody to argue back and forth with or, you know, not even argue, but debate. So, I mean, Blueface. But, oh, all right. Let, let me let me wrap up this uh, Tyler, the creative funk flex shit. Um, I personally don't see anything wrong with it. Um, I think, you know, people need to stop letting these labels and titles get in front of our face without... Um, Letting people just be themselves. If the nigga wants to troll, let the nigga troll. If the nigga want to be gay, let him be gay. Like, we don't need to have 80 million think pieces. We don't need fucking black men to feel like, um, because I, this is what I'm tired of. I'm tired of uh, black men feeling like they are pinned in the corner when these type of situations arise. 
Like, nigga, you either like it or you don't. You don't got to go into the politics behind it. You don't got to start trying to dissect any of the lyrics. Like, you either like it or you don't. And just because you like it doesn't mean that you agree with it. Motherfucker, how many times we listen to lyrics uh, of niggas talk about uh, shooting and, and selling drugs and half you motherfuckers work corporate nine to five jobs and wouldn't hurt a fly? How many times have, matter of fact, fucking killer season? Cameron, you know, quote unquote, spit on a little girl in the uh, in the fucking in the movie. But did do do you agree with that? Are you going to spit on a little girl? Probably the fuck not. So let's knock it off, okay? Let's stop trying to you know box ourselves in, and let's just start being uh, normal again. But I'll get to that later on. Um, moving along, I want to talk about this rapper Blueface. Uh, what is his name? Blueface, bleed him. Now, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't like to put myself in any sort of category. I don't feel like uh, I'm an old nigga. I don't feel like I'm a young nigga. Like I'm, I'm me. Um, I am from a different era, a different um point in time where you know our lyrics excuse me, our lyricists had to, you know, or our rappers had to, you know, have some sort of uh, content with them. Well, not even content. They just had to have some, they, they had to have flow. Nigga, you had to be in a pocket. Like, music is always in sync. You know what I'm saying? Like, even shit that don't make sense is always in sync. Like, you ever see the old uh, church ladies? They be rocking hard as hell, clapping and shit. They are on sync. Even white people that don't have rhythm are on sync without having rhythm. So this nigga Blueface, um, the the rapper that had the Tatiana song, which if you ask me, I think it's over for him. I don't see him having more than um, whatever his fifteen minutes of fame. Shit, shit's almost over. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, um, this guy he. He went on a breakfast club. Well, even before he went on a breakfast club, he basically made the claim that he's the best lyricist of this generation or of his class, I guess, the freshman class that came in. And it's like, nigga, not by far. And when when you say lyricist, like, what do you mean? Like, that's what, see, that's the other thing too. Like, the game has changed so much that we have not figured out what the fuck is what. We don't know up from down anymore. Like, niggas can come in and say whatever and we go with it like there's no uh, guidelines or parameters or any of this shit when it comes to hip hop niggas just come in do what the fuck they want get their money and go and the you know I guess the older generation they want to say is to blame for it but we also have to realize hip hop eats their babies you know what I'm saying that's the generation that eats their babies basically there's no guidance. Like, motherfuckers ain't really showing niggas the way. And if they are showing them the way, these little motherfuckers are arrogant. They're like, man, fuck you, old nigga. You don't know shit. Blah, blah, blah. I'm the man. I'm this. I'm that. I got this going on. I got that going on. And before you know it, we have what we have now. This is basically the, you know, the the mumble rappers were, you know, the, the first stage of it. And now here we are, like, Rap or hip-hop is not what it used to be, and I understand that, which is fine. But it's gotten to a point where the shit doesn't even have to have any context. Songs aren't even, like, songs anymore. They're, like, snippets. You get, like, a 30-second song, and niggas is like, yo, that's hot. It's like, what's so hot about it? Like, what happened to the stories? We don't got no more storytellers. And this guy basically believes that he's the best lyricist because... I don't even know why. He never even gave us a reason why. He just basically said, because of the shit that he's doing, he's like, who you know that's been rapping off beat that's still here? It's like, nigga, that's because you're a fucking hot commodity right now. Like, there's going to be something else that comes out. It's like motherfuckers with toys and gadgets. Like, we live in such a, a era right now where, nigga, the next thing that comes out and grabs our attention, we're on it. We ain't even fucking with you no more. We don't care about, oh, 
Oh yeah, he was hot. Remember he had a song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Nope. No more, no less. And this kid is now in his own mind and I get it. Hold on before y'all before y'all like start trying to crucify me. I get it. You as an artist, you're supposed to feel that you are the best. You're supposed to feel like what you're doing is the best. Like you you're supposed to be top notch all the way around. I get it. Ain't taking nothing away from you. Kudos, my nigga. But what we ain't gonna do is sit here and act like lyricist isn't a motherfucking wordsmith. Like nigga, you gotta be able to 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 play with them words in a way that have niggas being like, yo, did you hear what he said? Like, nigga, ain't nobody rewinding no blue face bars. Niggas is laughing at it like, yo, haha, he said this, he said that. I don't even listen to the nigga music, so I can't even tell you none of it. So I guess by y'all's perspective, I can't be objective about it, but guess the fuck I can. Because, nigga, what I heard from you, that ain't lyricism. And I'm not no backpack nigga that's like, yo, you got a motherfucking, you got to spit it like, nah, nigga, like there's a lot of motherfuckers out right now that are spitting. Like, uh, what if you want to talk about niggas from your class, I would say the uh, baby is is spitting. The nigga he can spit, he can rap. Now he might be talking about shooting a nigga every record, but that's his thing. He shoot niggas, or he shot somebody allegedly. I don't know. Um, we need to 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 really get to a point where our rappers and our leaders in this hip hop community actually establish some sort of guidelines because if not we're going to keep having this system go and you know what i don't want to say ours because from from the outside looking in we don't really own this game and we ain't going to own much more of it uh in a in a while because you know shit who who controls most of the labels this white dude who has um all of the artists you know what I'm saying? like there's not too many black uh, entrepreneurs and executives, I want to say, not entrepreneurs, but black executives that run labels that actually have distribution that actually control what's going on, what's being put out there. We don't have that many. Like, yeah, you got Jay-Z with Rock Nation. And that's probably one of the bigger brands or bigger labels. Like, yeah, Ross has MMG, but who is MMG? MMG has to be a subsidiary, whatever. It's underneath another company. You know what I'm saying? Same thing like with every other rapper that has a label of their own, they're under another company. So in turn, we have, like, you don't really own anything. And it's pretty sad, man. It's pretty sad, which leads me to my next thing um, about sad Hip hop shit. Um, I guess I'll be the second to say it because I heard your um, Frankie Diamond say it. Um, we'll bring him back next week um, and talk about it. But um, drink chances fell off. I'll be the first to admit it. If nobody else wants to admit it publicly, I will admit that Drink Champs, the podcast by Nori and DJ EFN, has fell off. Now, the reason I say it fell off is because they got this revolt deal and they basically been on some super commercialized shit ever since. Now, they've had a few raw interviews. Like when they first began, the interviews were raw. Niggas was giving you stories you never heard before. Fat Joe swore he was never going to come back up there because of the shit that was released. And, you know, like they they gave you great content. Now there is like nigga, what the fuck? Let me tell you, so here like and, and some people can do a timeline even further back, but I'm gonna start right here. They had the they have freeway freeway oh the freeway Ricky Ross on there, right? And he got into in depth about his life everything that he's done um, and the case between him and the rapper Rick Ross. Now, 
Everybody knows that, you know, that's where Rick Ross got his name from. We, we, we're not getting into, you know, none of the, the fraud accusations and none of that shit. They ain't got nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. Right now, we're going to talk about how Nori let him come up there, say what he had to say, dropped all of them bombs, and then two weeks later, he brought the rapper Rick Ross up there and didn't address it. Nah, you can't do that in 2019, man. Not when everybody's trying to be so transparent when it comes to this media shit. Like, motherfuckers is being transparent and motherfuckers is out here giving the real. Like, you would not have been able to go on a breakfast club and and do that. You wouldn't have been able to go on a Combat Jack show and do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, rest in peace, Combat Jack, because he started this podcast game to where it is right now, in my opinion. There, there have been others that have come before him. Maybe others after. Fine. But in my opinion, Combat Jack started this hip-hop storytelling podcast shit where he go in-depth and we get the real and the raw. And that's what got a lot of other motherfuckers into it. But it got to the point now that Nori and, you know, EFN, they get in the bag and I salute you guys. I want everybody to get paid. Trust me, I am not a hater by any means. I want everybody to get paid. But I want us to keep that authenticity. I'm about, I probably didn't say that right, but whatever. Authenticity. I think that's what, whatever. You know what I'm saying. I just want us to keep it real out here in these streets, and I want people to get great content. That's what I want. And so they brought Rick Ross up there, and they, like, just skated by, and it was the worst interview ever. Because I don't think they really talked about much. It, you know, it's like a whole lot of dick eating. I'm not with that. Like, all right, yeah, we know, like, everybody that listens to Ross knows, like, yo, Ross, he's going to give you some lyrics. You know, the nigga's going to talk his talk. Cool. Nigga, if you come on a podcast, I want to know about you. I want to know who you are, what you do, why you do it, what's your motivation, and everything behind that. Those four things right there, all have subgenres, and they all need to be dove into. Don't come up here and tell me about your fucking house and why you bought it and, you know, the cars and all. Like, no, nigga, like, let's talk about why you, didn't, why you don't fuck with this person. Some of y'all might call it messy. Call it what you want. But that's the real. This is what people want to know. There are a lot of things that happen in hip-hop that we don't know what happened. We don't know the... We don't know the backstory. We don't know the end result. All we know is so-and-so and so-and-so had a falling out. Boom. Or so-and-so and so-and-so had a fight. Like, nigga, why was Ross and Jeezy beefing? You know what I'm saying? Like, all of this shit. Like, nigga, explain this shit to me, please. Like, let me, let me for instance, right? When I first started listening to podcasts, probably about 2014, 2013, um... I got into, you know, I listened to the Brilliant Idiots, but, you know, more or less I listened to Combat Jack once I, you know, did my did my Googles. And his catalog was so deep that I just was going back and listening to everything. And there was so much information and so much jewels that was dropped along the lines that I was like, yo, this is, this is the new wave. This is where it's at. And... I remember there was, um, and I go back to this often because I want people to understand the um, the reason why podcasts are important, the reason why radio interviews are not the same as they used to be. We don't care about your album, B. People are going to stream it if they fuck with you or not. You can't sell an album to anybody no more because nobody's buying it. So... J. Cole was on his press run for uh, his Forest Hill, 2014 Forest Hill. I forget the name of the project. Great project, by the way. I didn't like hearing him talk about losing his virginity, but that's his story. Cool. Um, But he's on Combat Jack, and, you know, for a person like myself who knew nothing about J. Cole, I've heard of him, um, but I stay in more of a, a shell or a bubble when it comes to rap, right? Like, I like who I like. I like the artists that I like, and I always want to find their type of music. I know if I listen to a 3-6 Mafia album, 
I know what I'm going to get from a 3-6 Mafia album. If I listen to an AZ album, I know what I'm going to get from an AZ album. I'm not one of those that's like, oh, let me go try these new bag of chips on the shelf if I know that I'm probably not going to like it. You know, I I don't gamble like that. I'm sorry. But I was listening to the Combat Jack, um, J. Cole episode and um, listening to this man's story. And I'm like, yo, like this is this is a deep story, you know, like he just goes in depth about his family, his mom's, you know, all of that shit. And like the reason that the album has that name, like they, there was no, oh, tell me what was your favorite track and what was the motivation for this? It was none of that. It was a normal conversation about him. Tell me about this dude. Make it relatable. And it was so relatable that I was like, yo, I'm going to cop this album. Cop the album, listened to it, and loved it because I felt like I knew J. Cole. Like, I felt like I knew that dude. After listening to this hour and a half conversation, I felt like I knew him. Same thing with, like, most artists that came through uh, the Combat Jack episode. A lot of those guys, I brought their albums after listening to their episode on the Combat Jack show or any of those other podcasts following. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because you 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 artists, when you're on these press runs, they do these uh, radio stations because they do safe interviews. Safe interviews ain't gonna get you them streams. You want them streams, right? Or you want to you know you want to gain new fans. Give people the real. We want to know you. Like I said, we're in the era of authenticity. People want to hear that authenticity. Let them know about you. I don't care about your fucking, I don't care about your album. If you're dope, I'm going to listen to the album. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how it goes. And so, with that being said, Drink Champs is not the Drink Champs that they once started off to be. And I understand, because I don't want y'all to be like, yo, you're contradicting yourself. A couple weeks ago, I was like, you know, Nobody wants to, you know, nobody starts a company with the the idea that, yo, it's just going to be us two forever. You know what I'm saying? We're going to build this from the ground up. Ain't nobody going to come in and change us. Never. Uh, uh, uh. Not saying that. But what I'm saying is, nigga, don't sell, don't sell us the real. And then when y'all get a little bit of paper, be like, nah, we ain't doing that no more. Nah, nigga, keep the real. Like, ask niggas if they eat ass. Like, what happened to them? You know what I'm saying? Where's the tiger bone shots? Get niggas open and tell you the real deal, who they are, what they do. Now, most recently, and this is where I feel like, you know, the Drink Champs uh, show has fallen off. Most recently, the good brother Nas stopped by, or they followed him. I don't know what happened. It was it was very unorthodox of Drink Champs, but um, as, a, as a listener, I uh, I was excited because, you know, who doesn't, you know, who in hip hop like doesn't like Nas? You know what I'm saying? Y'all can say what y'all want about him, like picking bad beats. Y'all niggas don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. But who doesn't like Nas? You motherfuckers bullied Nas into making that bullshit album with Kanye West and then uh, try to crucify him. It's your fault. But anyway, Nas went and did the drink chat and Nas doesn't do interviews so everybody's on their fucking edge of their seat like yo Nas on drink champs because drink champs has this uh they have this this image of being this podcast that's raw professionally unprofessional like that was their fucking tagline like so we're like yo let's go Nas on drink champs okay so, looking at the title, we're like, oh, shit, it's an hour and 12 minutes. Damn. Because usually a Drink Champs episode is like, you know, hour 45 minutes, two hours. That's when you know you're getting the real shit. When you see a two-hour podcast from, like, somebody great, you know you're getting the real shit. And so, we all tuned in, everybody on the edge of our seats. Very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Um, first of, First off, there's nothing wrong with giving praises. I understand giving niggas their flowers, but you give niggas their flowers, let them sit the flowers down on the table. Then we get to the shits. So, you know, like we wanted to know a lot of shit that they just wouldn't ask Nas. 
And I don't know if it was one of those like, yo, we're not we're not talking about this. We're not talking about that, you know, or you guys were just so eager to get that look that you were like, nah, yo, whatever you say, Nas. And it was just a whole lot of dick eating the entire time. And I understand, you know, Nori and Nas had their little thing back in the day, but they made up. I feel like once you made up with a friend, I should be able to talk about whatever. Yo, remember that time you crashed my car fucking around with that wild bitch down in the projects? Yeah, that was crazy. You know what I'm saying? My baby mom's ready to kill me, but whatever. We're grown now. We should be able to talk about these things, especially if we've made amends of it. One would assume, right? No, and then they announced this fucking deal. They got, you know, the revolt bag. They got the title bag. And then they got the, um, the mass appeal bag. Which now tells me that we're going to get a lot more of these fucking dick-eating podcasts. And I'm sorry, I, you know, it's nothing personal. It's just business. Because as a listener, I'm very not, like, satisfied with the content that you guys are putting out as of late. You know what I'm saying? There are a lot of people who I understand you got to eat. You know what I'm saying? But there's a way to still get your, your shit off. There's tons of other motherfuckers out there who have been in hip hop that have stories. Y'all got Leo, Leo Cohen, the motherfucker, aka Culture Vulture, to come up there and tell y'all some raw shit. So what makes you think that you can't get the rest? And if the motherfucker don't want to come up there, if you can't bring them up there, let them come to you. Because it's going to happen one way or the other. Like the thing that I want a lot of people to understand is that we as consumers, we have the power. We have all of the power. Like, yeah, we don't we don't have the money. Well, I mean, collectively, we have the money. Like, think about it. We have the money that makes these machines move. If we stop supporting these motherfuckers, where the fuck they money coming from? These niggas ain't printing money. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you stop listening to, to a podcast today, what do you think is going to happen? The motherfuckers is going to find a way to get you back listening. If you stop buying a certain product, they're going to try to find a way to get you back buying this product again. It's simple. The consumer has all of the power. And if we don't let them know how like serious our power is, they're just going to keep shitting on us. If they're going to keep shitting on us. They're going to keep giving us anything and we're going to eat it up. Just like, oh, Nas is on Drink Champs? Nas is on Drink Champs. Okay, tune in. Man, what the fuck is this? Here we go again. You know what I'm saying? I, like I said, it's, it's nothing personal, man. I'm just really um, disappointed. Um, I just, because I feel like, I feel like, the, you know, you give the people something what they want and then you just take it away. But, Whatever, man. Drink Champs is falling off, and I don't know if they'll ever um, come back. Because if they do, it'll be a it'll be a long day in uh, in hell. <laughs> uh, no, I mean it's. I mean, I'm just saying, man. It, it sucks. It sucks. Um, where where else do I want to go? Shit, you know, I got a got a few things down here that I did want to talk about. I ain't going to try and rant on too much long by myself because I don't know. Y'all, y'all might not like this. And then y'all probably stop listening to my podcast. Like, yo, this nigga Antna fell off. All his guests done abandoned him. Don't nobody want to pod with him. You hear this nigga over there sound like a scorn podcaster. Maybe. I don't know. But, um, all right. I want to talk about, um, where do I want to go with this? Like this could go either way. Um, let's move out of the realm of hip hop for a second. Let's talk about, can we get over fake outrage? Can like, we stop the public outrage? Can we stop being offended by people's opinions? Like if I don't like something, that's because I don't like it. Doesn't mean that it's bad. Doesn't mean that, you know, it's not for you. Like I don't drink soda. That doesn't mean that. You know, I look down on people that drink soda. Like, I don't smoke anymore. I don't look down on people who smoke. Like, there are things that we're allowed to to have differences. 
We should, right? One would think that, right? Think about it like this. Your parents have a different set of rules in their house than your friends' parents, right? So your parents always say that, nigga, what goes on under this roof is my my business. I don't care what they do under that roof. But you ain't never hear your friends' parents get offended. Oh, these motherfuckers don't like the way I live. They got a problem with me, blah, blah, blah. And if they did say it, nobody heard it because they kept it to themselves. The point that I'm making is in reference to um, the attack on uh, comedian Lil Duval. Now, Lil Duval went on Twitter or Instagram. I forget which platform it was. Anyway, he basically went online and said that he didn't like the afros. He didn't like the, the curly fro, whatever, something like that. And he said, and then he said, it's not about black or white. It's, I don't like it on anybody. And everybody had this like, oh, you know, self-hate and, you know, Lil Duval is, doesn't like black women. Like, and that shit had me like upset because I'm like, the man never said nothing about not liking black women. He said nothing about that. He never called anybody ugly. He never, he just said, I don't like it. Like what's wrong with a motherfucker not liking something like we have to get, I, I, I want us to get back to a point in time or fast forward to this point in life where your opinion doesn't matter to me. Well, to me, none of this shit y'all say matters because I don't give a fuck. I don't live by those same guidelines that y'all do. And then I also have a lot of shit going on in my life to where as though I don't need to spend time and energy caring about what somebody on social media says. The nigga said, yo, I don't like curly froze. Uh, it looks good, but it ain't for me. Why? How the fuck does that make a motherfucker uh, have some self-hatred? Where um, in the book of life does it says that you have to like everything that everybody else agrees with or you're a piece of shit? You motherfuckers got the game fucked all the way up. And... It saddens me that we've gotten to this point that, yo, my opinion is my opinion. If I don't like it, nigga, I don't like it. You're not about to sit here and tell me that I'm an evil person because I like fried chicken. Nigga, if you like eating pixie dust, eat your pixie dust. I ain't judging. That ain't for me. If you like sleeping with fucking uh, animals, because it is legal in some states, do it. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't like fucking chickens. I like frying chickens, but I ain't fucking a chicken. And I ain't going to judge you if you want to fuck a chicken. Just don't fuck my chicken that I'm about to fry. Plain and simple, right? Now, everybody that was upset about it probably doesn't have an opinion of their own. Because if a man can't say that he doesn't like something without catching without catching flack for it, isn't hold on. If a man can't say something without catching flack, doesn't mean doesn't mean that he doesn't like you. Right? And it doesn't mean that he is less of a man. Anybody, I feel like motherfuckers that voice their opinion are the motherfuckers that have backbone. Especially if it's an opinion that doesn't, that is not a popular opinion. Like, because the quote unquote popular opinion now is everybody's supposed to, you know, oh, we're supposed to love the natural hair. Love the natural hair. If you're here, love it, love yourself. You're like the love from within should be all that matters. I don't walk outside every day looking for validation. I don't get on this mic every week looking for validation. I get on this mic because I like to talk. I like to express myself. And if you like it or you don't, all right, fine. Like I deal with enough shit in life and, and with 
other people that I don't need to worry about whether you like what I do or not. If you don't like it, change the channel. You know, like what what happened to that part of life? Like there's some people that like to fucking wear where there there there's some men that wear fucking skirts. Are we gonna sit here and be like, yo, you 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 got some self hatred problems, son? Like, no, the man has fucking that's what he likes. It just really bothers me. It really bothers me how sorry, I had to send that text out. Um, it really bothers me how we as a society have gotten to a point that the moment somebody has an opinion, we have to attack them for believing in what they believe in. I don't like chocolate ice cream. Oh, you're fucking uh, a racist. Like, what? And that's what happens. Sounds crazy, right? I know. That sounds crazy, but that's what y'all are doing. A motherfucker has a right to like what they like. And if it if it doesn't fly, let it, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. The man never said nothing about, he didn't call nobody nappy headed. He didn't call nobody ugly. He didn't call nobody dirty. He did not disrespect anybody. He just said, yo, the Afro curly fro, whatever type of fro int for me. I don't like it. That's fine. I don't know where y'all got off. Yo, he don't like black women. This motherfucker hate himself. And, I'm not defending a man. I'm just defending a human being, an American being able to express themselves. This isn't a third world country. You don't get to dictate what people think and feel. You don't get to do that. Just like you guys are able to get online and have your opinions about somebody else's opinion. Think about that for a second. You have an opinion based on somebody else's opinion. Nobody has to like what you do. Nobody has to like your hair. Nobody has to like your clothes. Nobody has to... Nobody has to like your kids. Nobody has to like nothing. We are entitled to like what the fuck we want to like. And y'all need to stop with this fucking entitled bullshit. Like you, if you don't like what I do or what I say, there's something wrong with you. No, there's something wrong with you. Something wrong with all of you motherfuckers. And I'm calling you out all on your bullshit right now. Every last one of you. Stop the bullshit because the moment that Somebody has an opinion about you or no, the moment you have an opinion about somebody and then they jump on your ass. Let me know how you feel. Let me know how that how that works out for you. I swear, because at this point in time. What it's coming down to is. We, the people, are busy destroying each other. Mentally and physically, we're destroying each other and. Um. Our government and system is going to shambles. And this isn't a political podcast, so I'm not going to spend much time on this. But our government is going to shambles. But we're sitting here arguing with each other over fucking whether you like my texture of hair or not. Whether um, you like the type of fucking lotion I wear or not. Um, Whether you like the type of food that I purchase or not. Whether you like the clothes that I put on my kids or not. Nigga, fuck you. Do what you need to do for you. And we need to, to to stop doing this bullshit back and forth, attacking each other, and look at the bigger picture. We got this motherfucker in the White House right now who y'all fucking laugh and joke at all day, but while y'all focused on him, there's something bigger going on behind the scenes. Yes, it is. I don't know what it is. I can't tell you what it is. But I... I Something's telling me that while we're, because we're spending too much time and energy yelling at a fucking wall. Like, you, you, you guys are yelling at this dude. He doesn't even give a shit, right? And he sits there and says the most outlandish shit ever. We get all fired up and we're like, this motherfucker did buy. And then, you know, his people now, they're attacking. And so we're all rumbling right here in the center. And everybody else is watching us up here like, mm-hmm, look at this shit. Yep. Here's my deal. Here's your deal. Passing shit under the table. All of this shit is going on underneath our nose. But we're too busy uh, being puppets. Yeah, no, we are being puppets because we're doing what they want us to do. 
Whatever, man. Look. Let's just stop caring about other people's opinions. Okay? If if nobody comes out flat out says that they if they don't flat out disrespect you for what you're wearing, for how you look, how you smell, any of that shit, what the fuck difference does it matter what the fuck they think? Are you happy with yourself? That's the question you need to ask yourself every day. Look in the mirror and go, am I happy with myself? Because if not, then maybe you should go see see a therapist and then try to figure out your problem. Get to the root of your issues before you keep attacking other people. Now, let's move the fuck along. Moving the fuck along. Um, yo, Auntie Monique still mad at Charlemagne. Now, according to Monique, Charlemagne is... Uh, spreading poison or destroying the black community and he's trying to use mental health as a way to infiltrate the minds of some some dumb shit she said now look here's the thing right what I don't like is um, I don't like how this goes back into the whole people having an opinion and you not being able to deal with it now she went on um she went on a breakfast club and they had their conversation. She wasn't happy with what he said, you know, he tried to explain himself. But Monique is very condescending. I don't like people who are condescending. If we can have a conversation and I tell you what I dislike about you or what you did and you tell me what you dislike about what I did or what I said, we can have a conversation. But don't come in here and be condescending. Don't like try to uh, talk down to me like if I don't move the way that you move, then I'm a fucked up individual. Like, let's not do that. Now, everybody has their opinions about Charlemagne the God. Fine. You know, you can't be liked by everybody. Jesus wasn't liked by everybody. For those of y'all that believe in Jesus, I don't really care, but you can't be liked by everybody. And Monique went and did this interview and they spent a, a great deal her and her husband or quote-unquote, the daddy. So weird. Um, and they, they spend a great deal of time talking about Charlemagne and, like, how he's uh, destroying the community, basically by, you know, getting on the airwaves every morning and, um, you know, having an opinion, basically. Because he doesn't, once again, this, he, he doesn't think the way Monique wants him to think. He doesn't say the things Monique wants him to say. And it's like, it's like, come on. It's like, you're, you're still mad. <clears throat> Monique is still mad at the fact that he called her donkey of the day because, you know, she thinks she deserves X amount of dollars for her Netflix deal, which we'll talk about Eddie Murphy in a minute too. Um, she thinks she deserves X amount of dollars. She thinks she deserves X amount of dollars, right? Sorry about that. Monique thinks she deserves X amount of dollars for her next Netflix deal. Charlemagne tells her that, yo, you're basically like, uh, you're out of your mind. Like, you you know, you got to, he didn't say you're out of your mind, but, you know, for, let's shorten it up. Dude, you got to, you got to earn your stripes. Like, yeah, we know what you did back then. I know what you did. I think you're great. But this generation, little motherfuckers that, you know, like the blue faces and, you know, all of those, those new niggas, you know, the new generation, they don't know you like that. And so what, what, what makes you think that they're going to subscribe to what the fuck you're doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, this is Monique. Y'all remember Monique? Them niggas like, nigga, I was, I probably wasn't even born then. Think about that for a second. There's kids or they're young adults right now who were probably born when Monique was popping and she was popping for a minute and then she kind of faded to black and now she's she's basically still using his name for basic this is clout chasing Monique is clout chasing with whatever the fuck she's trying to sell because at this point in time she knows that nobody's going to um, 
listen to her unless there's controversy behind it. You know, like she's starting to pick up on like how things work in this in this era. Like, but Monique, you're doing exactly what you are claiming that Charlemagne is doing. You're basically trying to tear down a black man because he had an opinion about you. Like, and I'd need for especially uh our black women to understand that just because a man has an opinion about you doesn't make you less of a woman. It doesn't bring down your value unless he's devaluing you. Now, having an opinion about somebody is different than devaluing them. Devaluing them is slandering your name, calling you out of your name, spreading lies and rumors about you. That's devaluing you. But having an opinion being like, look, you got to put in the work. You got to do this. You got to do that. Like nobody knows about you or nobody, you know, criticism is not a bad thing. And I don't know who the fuck raised y'all, but y'all niggas got some fucking thin skin out here that a motherfucker can't give you some criticism without it being, yo, use a fucking hater. Like, how am I a hater? I'm giving you advice. Nigga, keep, keep putting out your fucked up music. Keep putting out your fucked up comedy. Keep doing all of this bullshit and then be mad at everybody else and then want to fucking point fingers and blame instead of like facing the music. That's what we do. Some don't go our way. Oh, you know, racism, sexism, prejudice. We grab all of these fucking um, trigger words that are going to pull everybody to our side and fucking cause a riot. Oh, yeah, there's fucking racism over here. Like everybody gets fired up behind it. And then what do we do? Look like suckers because the whole time this motherfucker's fooling us and they're using us to to play against them. So, long story short, Monique out here on the bullshit and she, I just don't understand. Like, I don't, what I don't like is this is again um, us bringing down our own people. Like, because a lot of y'all, y'all clown Charlamagne, y'all like, yo, the man learned the word anxiety and ain't looked back ever since. But let's be real. A lot of y'all never knew what anxiety was. A lot of y'all never even knew that you had anxiety. A lot of y'all never knew that y'all had these mental illnesses. Now, prior to any of this, I've been aware of it. You know, like, because I know that mental illness runs in my family. It's a genetic thing. So prior to any of this, I was, you know, having my own conversations and doing my own research, trying to figure out if there was something off with me, you know, because I do, you know, suffer from depression, um, having anxiety. Anxiety is something that a lot of us have. We just don't know how to identify it. So when you have somebody of that power speaking up for something so serious is because mental health is real. A lot of y'all don't realize like stress kills, like motherfucking depression kills, like anxiety kills. All of these things are fucking silent killers. And what we're not going to do is we're not going to start when somebody is trying to bring awareness to this. We're not going to let, we, we shouldn't let somebody bring them down. Like I, and, and I, and it's fucked up on Monique's behalf because I feel like what she's doing is out of spite. Now, I feel like Monique did this shit out of spite because she knew that this is the only way she could get back at him. That everybody is being like, oh, he's, he's all he does is talk about mental health now. Yeah, he should. Somebody needs to talk about it. Because a lot of y'all, a lot of us, excuse me, especially black men, we're fucked up. We were raised to think that we can't cry. We were raised to think that we can't show any uh, vulnerability. We were raised to think all of these things, and it's wrong. Like, we should be able to express ourselves in more than one way than just fucking drinking, fucking, uh, smoking, rapping. Like, nigga, there are so many other ways. Like, we put ourselves in these boxes. And then when somebody is trying to show us another way, look what we do. We chop them down. Like, we... This is why us as black people, we will never... Um, progress any further than what we have because look at what we do to each other. Look at how we treat each other. 
Um, somebody's trying to help you, and what do you do? You cut them down. So, all in all, like, we need to stop, like, really tearing each other down. Like, I don't really want to, like, keep digging at that scab because that's what it is. It is a scab, and, like, we need to recognize that it is a scab, and we need to get, um, we need to get real about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially, like I said, young black men and women, if you know, growing up in a single parent household, like a lot of us that have lived that lifestyle, even if you grew up in a, uh, a two parent household, like there's a lot of shit that goes on, you know, with us mentally that, you know, a lot of us don't talk about because we're too afraid to talk about, or, you know, as the, the, the old, you know, church going black women, like, my Lord done came on time. Them, they believe in praying it out. And, you know, if you're, if you're a believer in faith, like I have no problem with that, but I'm a person that I believe that you can't pray everything. I, I I'll always ask this question when people say, Oh, you know, pray, pray, pray. Like, well, what was your God when we were being slaves for 400 years? You know, where was your God when, you know, children are being raped and molested and killed, you know, like where? And like, I don't want to be that guy, but I guess it sounds like I'm turning into that guy and I don't want to turn nobody away from what they feel that they should do. So, Y'all do what y'all must. But like I said, let's stop tearing everybody down. Monique is out here clout chasing and we need to uh, recognize it as it is and um, call it call it what it is. It's bullshit. You know it. That man trying to help people and you're doing exactly what the white man does to us. The moment that we start lifting up each other, what do they do? Come in, snatch a nigga down. You got to go. And because you can't get your bag, Monique, the bag that you think that you're supposed to have, you got to take down one Charlemagne the God because apparently he's in your way. Hey, man. We, like I said, we can all debate about this. Y'all know how to find me. I'm on Twitter. You know, I ain't hard to find. At Damn It Ant. You know what I'm saying? If you're watching this on YouTube, you know, names on the bottom of the screen. I ain't hard to find. You know what I'm saying? I, I stand behind what I say. You know, because I have a lot of time to think about this shit. So it's not like I just see something and I'm just hop online like, yo. Nah, that ain't got nothing to do with it. But speaking of motherfuckers getting that Netflix bag, rumor has it that Eddie Murphy, that's right. I don't know if some of y'all younger kids know who Eddie Murphy is other than the voice of the donkey from uh, Shrek, the movie Shrek. Uh, But Eddie Murphy is reportedly getting $70 million for a Netflix deal. Now, the reason that this uh, perturbs me is because Eddie Murphy hasn't done, uh, I don't think he's done any sort of stand-up comedy since late 80s. Maybe even later than that. No, I don't think later than that, actually. I don't know, because I don't really follow him too much. Um, he, he He's a great actor. He's done some uh, really good movies, um, you know, Coming to America, uh, you know, he had the whole nutty professor thing. And then this motherfucker done went and did Shrek and realized that Disney movie money is a lot different. That shit hit different. And so that's where Eddie Murphy has been. But apparently he's getting um, $70 million to do a Netflix special. Now, I don't know what this, spe- but see, the thing is, we don't know what this special is going to be. We don't know what, you know, what this comedy is going to be about. And so this could be, you know, two points here. This could be to Monique's thing, too, about, you know, maybe she is being blackballed. Excuse me. Maybe her condescending ways did catch up to her because, to my knowledge, Monique has probably done more stand-up lately or later in life than Eddie Murphy has done. Like, Eddie Murphy is just a big name. Like, we know him, you know, because he had fucking, you know, Raw and then uh, Delirious. And, you know, and those two are historically uh, cemented in the black community. Now, 
Eddie Murphy not being on the scene for 30 years, as far as the comedy scene for 30 years, uh, I don't see why $70 million, like is anybody in this generation going to understand, or is he, better yet, is he going to be able to understand what's going on in this generation? Is he going to be able to uh, resonate with the people? With his jokes, is his jokes going to hit? Because I don't like. I feel like Eddie Murphy isn't really tuned in to what's going on right now. I I could be wrong, but when the last time we seen Eddie Murphy do any sort of real comedy that wasn't like in a movie? You know what I'm saying? He did Norbit. He did uh, the Nutty Professors. Like all of that shit that he's done, Beverly Hills Cop. Like all of that shit was great, but. We're talking about a new time now. We're talking about a time where motherfucking kids don't even like care about lyrics. They don't even care about musical content. So what the you think you're gonna get up there and kick some knowledge and some jokes and motherfuckers is gonna laugh? Like Chappelle was still, you know, active later in his uh comedy career. Even after he left Chappelle's show, went away, came back, he still hit the stage and you know, it's a different type of humor. Eddie Murphy might have it. I'm not saying that he doesn't. But what I'm saying is, are we really are we, are we really going to sit here and act like he can come back, he can jump on the stage and, you know, put on a document, well, not a documentary, excuse me. I love documentaries for the record. Um, have I watched a good one lately? No. Anyway, um, we are not going to sit here and act like he can put on a stand-up special and it's going to be great. It could probably be great, but let's be real. When the fuck was the last time Eddie Murphy was on stage? If he's out practicing right now, cool. You know, maybe he is going to, you know, get in his bag of, uh, of jokes, but I can't really be too sure. And like I said, if they offered him 70 mil, I don't know. That's the rumor. Allegedly they offered him 70 mil. Maybe Monique does have a point. To her being, I guess, blackballed or because I don't see it being like a sexist thing or maybe it is. But like I said, what like. Like I said, it it, ha- it probably has a lot to do with Monique's condescending ways. Because. Monique's like that auntie that comes around and you make a joke. And everybody laughs, but she wants to pull you to the side and try to explain why it was inappropriate. Like, bitch, I know the joke was inappropriate. I said it because I wanted everybody to be uncomfortable. Now, here you go wanting to be all serious and shit done change the mood. Fucking turkey getting cold now. I ain't got time for this shit. That was probably wrong with me, but whatever. Um, But yeah, no, I don't know about Eddie Murphy in this $70 million um. Netflix deal. I don't even know if I want to see uh, Netflix stand up from Eddie Murphy. Funny thing is, I will probably watch it just because you know, nostalgia value. Same reason I watched the Nori on Drink Champs. Other than the fact that I thought it was going to be something good, but in the back of my mind, I knew I was like Nori ain't about to give us uh, uh, a real interview. Nah, it ain't about to happen. Um, Shit, what else? Oh, um, I guess next week we can talk about Karuchi. Karuchi wants uh wants to marry Victor Cruz, but does Victor Cruz want to marry Karuchi? Hmm. You know they say women marry who they can, men marry who they want. Now that's deep, and I know that probably like hurts for women in here because it's like what what do you mean but look at it like this women spend most of their life right growing up every little girl grows up she wants to have that ideal wedding that dream wedding you know the beautiful like the fairy tale shit every woman grows up wanting that it's a fact men we i don't know we we're we're just fucking dumb we're just out here in these streets um but women they want that so the funny thing is the first dude that 
is a prospect in that light that can say, hey, you know, let me, you know, marry me, be my wife. They're like, yes, I'll do it because this is their dream. You know, like this is what is a part of their life. This is how it's supposed to go. You don't, I mean, as far as what we see on social media, you don't see too many uh, women saying no to men proposing. There Lately there has been some, but I don't know the ratio. I ain't, I ain't good with math and numbers and shit. If y'all got the, 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 the information, y'all can send it to me. But, you know, they they do it. And But the thing is, like, does Victor Cruz really want to marry Carucci? Now, the only reason I say that is because for her to come out and say that, like, yeah, I want, I, I want, I want to marry him, or I see him as being my husband, um, tells me that they probably talked about it, and Victor Cruz probably brushed it off, like, you cool, like, yeah, I like you, you know what I'm saying, but like, let's slow down on the match talk, you know, like it's a little early. You know, with niggas, a year in a relationship, that's still early. I'm like, nah, it's still early, babe. Like, yeah, we cool, you know what I'm saying? We having raw sex and all that, but I don't know about all that marriage shit. That's how us niggas do, man. And I maybe Victor Cruz is different, but I don't know, man. I'm just throwing shit at the wall saying what sticks. And that is this week's episode of Rants with Aunt Damn It. Oh, no, shit, wrong podcast. <laughs> Oh, man. But no, that's this week's episode of Hashtags and Hot Takes Podcast. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you've been um, entertained, if not for nothing. Um, I have fun, you know. Um, next week, I'll uh, I'll come back with somebody, you know. You never know who it'll be. Shit, I don't even know who it'll be. A lot of shit's up in the air at the moment. But, um, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Um Thank you guys for sticking around, you know. Thanks for fucking with me. I appreciate you guys. Now I'm about to go get me a fucking uh, spicy chicken sandwich from my cousin Didi. Didi, what up? See y'all next week. Peace.